Welcome to So We're Late Podcast, where guest speakers visit every Thursday night. Don't forget to follow for new content every week. To experience a full encounter with Christ, visit Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church at 1977 West Jefferson Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, and call 818-745-1771 or visit SoWe'reLate.com for more information. So our, our guest for tonight is Deacon Uggy, right? And he's bringing us a message of loving and forgiving in the presence of the blessed sacrament, right? So this is really powerful for me because I was a non-believer for a while. And the blessed sacrament actually brought me into tears, tore me down, but built me back up all in one same day because I felt the love of God that night. So... Uh, Deacon, the stage is yours. Let's give him a round of applause. And as he comes up, I just want to add a few more introductions to him. Deacon Augie and I are Deacon classmates. And uh, we're gonna, this year is going to be our 15th year as, as permanently ordained deacons in the uh, Los Angeles Archdiocese. His parish is St. Bede Parish in La, uh, Flint Ridge, La Cunada. And he's, so he's come all the way over here from over there. And um, one of the things that I, I like most about Deacon's Augie is um, you'll see that along with his powerful message, he has a very, very powerful and very beautiful singing gift as well. So uh, we're excited. Um, so I feel blessed that he can come all the way over here. To, um, to give us a, a message and some singing. Thank you, Deacon Doug. <clears throat> and thank you for inviting me uh, tonight to this wonderful community. Um, you know, um, I'm so glad to meet all of you here in the holy name of Jesus. This is my first time visiting this uh, church. And, um, but anyway, do you, do you know that uh, you have... Uh, one of the most handsome deacons in the archdiocese, just next to me, but uh, he's still, <laughs> yeah, he, he's so so good, yeah, so good de deacon. Uh, I'm proud to have uh, a deacon friend like him. And the, 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 I really like the name of this church, Holy Name of Jesus. Uh, yeah, we, we, we always call the Jesus our Lord, right? And um, Jesus has many different titles or nickname, like uh, Prince of Peace or what else? Lion of Judah or Emmanuel, Eternal Father. And one of the, one of the titles he holds, I, I like it, um, is wounded healer. Have you ever heard about that title, wounded healer? He yeah, he was crucified. He has a scars in hands, feet, and side, and lash on the on the back. Forty, you know, uh, so terrible scars in the back. But he was wounded. But he still comes to us to heal us, our deep 
wounds, right? Deep scars. He knows how to heal because he was wounded he, he, by, uh, for himself. So that's one of the, the wonderful the th uh, blessings we can um, uh, have every moment in our life. And I really, um, that reminds me one of the, the, the funny story I was reading uh, recently from a web, uh, social media. You know, this very little, uh, the child, the grandson asked his grandpa, saying, uh, asking him, you know, grandpa, I noticed that you called grandma, not name, but always honey, sweetheart, sweetie, darling, but, but never, never uh, her name. How, how can it be possible? And this grandpa uh, tells his grandson, young grandson, I'm going to tell you a secret. Ten years ago, I forgot your grandma's name. And, but since then, I was too afraid to ask. So, so I still keep calling her sweetie, sweetheart, uh, or, you know, honey, right? You know, we, are, we can be proud. We know the name of Jesus, okay? And we know his many different wonderful names, okay? As we just said, the Eternal Father, the Prince of Peace, Lion of Judah, he has so many uh, the rich, very wonderful titles just for us, to, to share with us, okay? Okay, so let, let's go uh, with some, some talks and songs. Yeah, forgive me, but uh, I, I love to see it in the higher place, just like uh, Pharisees, okay? <laughs> just for you to see me better, okay? Oh, that's better. And also, I like a spotlight. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, let us try to sing a uh, few songs together, hopefully. And this is very easy to sing along, so I'm going to uh, tell you how to sing with me. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O God Most High. To proclaim your love and faithfulness all the day and through the night. La la la. Lie, 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 
How do you like it? <clears throat> not not difficult, right? So just just sing la 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 la. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> sing one more uh, one more song just like this uh, in a Jewish uh, folk melody. <clears throat> uh, uh, this one is my favorite. Let me see. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the the praise songs I love is Alabare, uh, but I, I don't know the, uh, the the lyrics. If you know it, you can sing, right? Alabare, 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 Amisenyan, right? M maybe next time. Behold, God is my salvation I will trust and will not be afraid For the Lord my God is my strength and my song He also has become my salvation For the Lord my God is my strength and my song He also has become my salvation La 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 la
la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la la Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord my God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. For the Lord my God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. La 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 Can you sing faster? La 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 How do you like it? Good? <laughs> it, it warms you up, right? Okay. And bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Sing together. <clears throat> bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me to life. One more time. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul. Who leads me into life? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, my soul, 
and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord my soul, who leads me into life. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord my soul, who leads me into life, who leads me into life. Who leads me into life? Bless the Lord. <clears throat> so now uh, I'm going to lead you into a. Uh, <clears throat> uh, some more, more prayerfulness. Um, yeah, we are already uh, praying and praising. We are already in God's presence. But uh, let's uh, try to, to have more sense. More, uh, let's try to feel more powerful presence of God in us, okay, deeply uh, re residing in us already. So would you please close your eyes and relax. Okay, please relax, but sit straight and make, uh, make yourself comfortable and put your hands on your laps <clears throat> and start to focus on your breathing, okay? I mean breathing deeply and slowly and be aware that you are breathing in and out, inhale and exhale. And please remember, when you inhale, you are welcoming, welcoming God's presence because God is entering you. God is giving you the life, moment by moment. And when you exhale, <clears throat> You just try to be aware that um, whatever you have been carrying uh, through the day, especially the darkness, worries, anxieties, <clears throat> just take, take all those negative things Let them go out with your breath. So, wel welcome <clears throat> when God enters into your being by inhaling. And when exhale, just try to let go of everything dark. Everything sad, negative. Just so that we can be filled only with God's love and peace and His mercy. And please remember, 
Just imagine, in the book of Genesis, when the Creator God first created the man, the first person, Adam, He came down on earth and made this human body form with the uh, dust or clay. And after that, he knelt at his side and put his mouth into this human being's nostril and he breathed in the first breath of life. That was the moment this first man, Adam, fully came alive. And when he opened his eyes for the first time, the God's face was the first thing he ever saw in his life. So since then, every human being, generation after generation, has inherited the same breath of God, the life. God is giving us his life. Moment by life. God is giving us his life, moment by moment. If we stop breathing, what will happen? We die. In a minute, if you just hold your breath for a minute, you are gone. So we appreciate and we are grateful when we breathe in, because this is the same gift of life God has given to us, the human being, ever since he created the Adam and Eve. So that's why we are grateful. That's why we know we are so blessed with this life given by God. Okay? And you know what? So. We already know that we, if we stop breathing, we die, right? So, when you inhale and exhale, and then there's a moment of stillness, right? Before you received God's uh, gift of life again, there is a quiet, dead-like silence, and quiet and darkness. So that's the moment we choose life again and again and again. We breathe out and before we breathe in, there's a space, the silence. And that's the place we are being put, and we have an option. Are we to receive God or not? Are we choose life or death? We know the answer. 
That's why we breathe in again before we breathe out our ego. So we empty ourselves again and again and we are filled with his life, life-giving spirit repeatedly until we finally breathe our last breath. So we thank God and as St. John the Baptist once proclaimed, he must increase, I must decrease in this way. As we breathe in, he is increasing in us. As we breathe out, we are decreasing so that only God can fill us. We are filled with God's love and God's life. Now I'm going to read a gospel. <clears throat> you may just, uh, with your eyes closed, and as you listen to this gospel story, just try to imagine the scene in the gospel, and just keep reading. It is gospel from uh, John. Gospel of John, the 8th, chapter 8. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At daybreak, he appeared in the temple again. And as all the people came to him, he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and Pharisees brought a woman along who had been caught committing adultery. And making her stand there in the middle, they said to Jesus, Master, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. And in the law, Moses has ordered us to stone women of this kind. What have you got to say? They asked him this as a test, looking for an accusation to use against him. But Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with, this, with his finger. As they persisted with their question, he straightened up and said, <clears throat> Let the one among you who is guiltless be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the eldest, until the last one had gone and Jesus was left alone with the woman who remained in the middle. Jesus again straightened up and said, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go away, and from this moment, sin no more. <clears throat> now we heard the story. We know this story. But with, with I, our eyes closed, let us imagine what was happening. 
Let us try to look and let us be there. Just maybe you are one of the crowds and you are there standing before this woman who is in the middle and Jesus sitting and writing something on the ground and you are standing over there with a stone in your hand. You are ready to stone this woman because she's a sinner. <clears throat> now here we are within the presence of Jesus as he prepares to share his wisdom. So they have a woman with them. We know that we saw that she is suddenly thrown onto the ground right in front of Jesus. And she gets a nasty bump on the head as, he, as they roughly shove her head to the floor. You are the witness of all of this. This woman is in a sorry state. Her clothes are torn to tatters. Her hair is tangled and matted. Her body covered with bruises and cuts. She is shoeless. What a pitiful sight when you look at her. And filled with hateful energy, those who brought her, brought her in keep yelling in accusations at the woman. It becomes louder and louder. Stone her. She has sinned by committing adultery. The only way to punish such a sinner is to stone her to death, according to the laws written long ago on the stone tablets of Moses. And the, the people who accuse this woman, they are so well versed in the law, they can recite it from memory. The hands of the witnesses shall be the first raised to put the person to death, and afterward, the hands of all the people. Thus shall you purge the evil from your midst. Why do they bring this woman to Jesus? They are using her to bait and trap him because they hate the man who teaches that God's gentle compassion is more powerful than the violent justice commanded in the traditional law. But look carefully into the scene. So how do you feel about the noise and ruckus of the crowd? You may be getting uneasy in the pit of your stomach. Tensions are so high that the air seems to be crackling as a result. In the middle of all this chaos, you see Jesus remaining, remaining silent. He bends down to the ground. He writes something on the dusty floor with his finger, paying little attention to anyone. The scene may look absurd. And you are standing among the crowd, okay? 
Or you may identify yourself with a woman in her agony of being condemned, abandoned, and hated. What is your reaction about this situation? Are you pitying the woman? Are you agreeing with those who are shouting for instant justice? Or are you, as an observer, confused by Jesus' seeming indifference and lack of action? Now those who demand an answer from Jesus grow impatient. An elder from the crowd steps out to beg Jesus for response. Moses has ordered us to stone women of this kind. What have you got to say? Jesus slowly raises his head. The crowd stops yelling and quiets down. Let the one among you who is guiltless be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bends down again and continues riding on the ground. Now you see a well-dressed, dignified-looking elderly man in the crowd start trembling. He's holding a stone. It slips from his hand and drops to the ground with a thud. And he slowly turns his back to Jesus and walks away. People looked stunned, as if this man's action was some agreed-upon signal. One by one, they begin to drop their stones and quietly slip away from the scene. Nobody makes a peep. And you realize that Jesus has liberated all of them from hate and anger. Not just this woman. It is those people who are saved instead of the uh, adulterous women. All are saved. Only the stones in various size and shape remain scattered as if they represent the various forms of human sinfulness. And Jesus lifts head again to look at the woman face to face. <clears throat> he opens his mouth and says, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go away and from this moment sin no more. In what was supposed to be the most shameful, agonizing moments of her life, she has now found salvation from both the, both the terrible punishment that was to be inflicted upon her and also from the weight of her sin. The woman bows deeply to Jesus and departs. And you find yourself back in a quiet place. Jesus alone remains with you. 
You don't carry a stone in your hand. But as you look inside and reflect, you might see yourself with a rigid and hard heart that has been rejecting the love of Jesus. And if you are like me, some of you may have experienced a terrible pain caused by a kidney stone in the body when something gets stuck in the kidney and builds up over time, it eventually obstructs the body system and all you feel is intense and acute pain. Sinfulness has the same effect on the human soul. Sinfulness is the trauma we bear in life. It results in anger, shame, guilt, isolation, and confusion. And it can clog the mind and heart and grow harder and harder, eventually to the point of completely suffocating the soul. And it makes it difficult to feel connected and have healthy relationships, especially with the ones closest to us. And moments like this allow us to acknowledge that our hardened hearts as well as ailing body and mind can change with Jesus' compassion. God created us and gave us hearts that are meant to, to beat to the joyful rhythm of life. So now is the time to reclaim and restore the music of creation. So why don't you lift your right hand and put it to touch your heart? and feel your heartbeat. There may be trauma and hurts that have happened in the past that are stuck in your heart like a stone. This can distort your perspective and take out the hardened and broken parts buried deep inside of your being and hold them in your hands. Place your hands gently on your lap and using your imagination, you start walking toward Jesus who is still riding something on the ground. Go to Jesus and meet his gaze with your inner eyes. This is the moment he has been waiting for because now you can see what he was writing with his finger on the dust. It is your name. You see, your name has been, is being written by Jesus on the floor. And now take down the burdens of painful memories, illness you suffer in body and mind, and hand them over to Jesus. As soon as he receives, you see them turning into the beautiful sacred offering of penance in his hands. He wrote down your name on the ground and just covers up. I don't remember your sins. I'm not going to keep your sins in my memory. Go
Go in peace. He's liberating you from the hurts and sins that have been weighing down your soul and crushing it like rocks. So, you are now free. Remember what he proclaims. Take courage. I have conquered the world. And let us treasure and savor this moment. We will continue this journey with him the same way we started. Jesus came into our lives to touch all the areas of our lives that need healing. And with his grace, we in turn will have the courage and desire to bring God's healing to others. And now is the moment we bid him adieu. However you like to express yourself, feel free. You can hug him. You can hug Jesus. Shake his hands. Whatever you want to extend your gratitude and love. And now we now depart the scene from the gospel and come back to this church, to life as you know it. And before you open the eyes, take in these final moments and try to recall the faces that surround you. And when you feel ready, open your eyes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Beside restful waters, I am laid. In the pasture of plenty, my soul lies down. So come, all you thirsting, your soul shall be refreshed. And come, all afflicted, and be healed. For though we walk in the darkness, no evil shall we fear. If the light of His love be at our sight, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
beside restful waters I am laid in the pasture of plenty my soul lies down so come all you hungry at the table find his bread and come be anointed overflow with his goodness and his kindness for the rest of your years as you dwell within the house of our Lord the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Beside restful waters I am laid In the pasture of plenty my soul lies down The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Please open your eyes. Oh, you are open the eyes already? Okay, so that's it for my talk for this evening. And thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Please visit SoWareLay.com for more information. Don't forget to download the Esne app or go to JesusTheSower.com to listen to Esne the Sower, the Sower Ministry, Moving with Confidence.